TTB Music Podcast. Smoothly into the ho 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 Christmas edition. Yes, we're back again, and the bad news is that whilst last year we abandoned the Christmas records Yay. this year we decided to bring them back oh. so we've got three Christmas crackers for you <laughs> uh, She and Him Christmas Party Neon Diamond Acoustic Christmas and Casey Musgraves a Very Casey Christmas oh, now usually when we do this we do mm. an album at a time but I feel it would be unfair to do that and prolong the agony so we just lump them all in so I think we should just lump, lump them all in oh, okay. and basically well for me say that two of them aren't really worth listening to more than once and more than this but you can start Peter oh, it's the whole throwaway Christmas album concept which we so successfully threw away last year we did um, but we got it out of the loft and dusted it down from uh, for another edition in 2016 right so she and him well um, yeah uh, no 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 not not for me no it's a bit dull, isn't it's it? A bit dull. I mean, it really is. Haven't isn't this their third Christmas album? I'm do not they, sure. Do they exist just to do Christmas albums? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if we'd done one of their album, yeah. Christmas albums before. I, I just. I just say we have. Yeah, I t- it pops up on that that show. She's in. Oh, yeah, not so new. Thing that you girl. used to watch it. Yeah, movie. I used to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Nah, stop watching it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's. it's it's weird because it's 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 one of those kinds of things that doesn't seem to add anything to it and just falls into that kind of meh meh kind of, kind of thing. You know, you, I mean, you start off with like, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," and I, I and I never thought I'd ever say this, but it's really hard to to hear anybody doing this other than Mariah doing the original. Yep, agree. And it is, but let's, let's be honest. Yeah, the best song Mariah Carey it has is, ever. It's my guilty Christmas pleasure that one. Yeah, yeah. it is the best song Mariah yeah. has ever written and recorded. In fact, because she co-wrote the song. Mm. Um, and similarly, Must Be Santa, now that Bob Dylan has na- has done the definitive version of that a few years back, yeah. again, no point listening to any other version other than Bob's. Yeah. And the rest of it's all kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm, I, mean, I mean, some of the ones that are less well-known no- are probably slightly better, so, yeah. you know, Conch Night of the Year and A Marshmallow World towards the end, particularly. Man with the Bag, maybe, as well, as well you know? Yeah. But the rest of it's just, it's just so... It's not, it's, not Christmas, it's not Christmas party, is it? No. No. It says Christmas party on the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, got, that, it's got that touch of Hawaii going on, which yeah. also Casey Musgraves' do. album does, which yeah. is fine. Which he does. Um, but I would say the difference is that the Casey album has sparkle and this mm. definitely bit flat. doesn't. Right. And then Neil Diamond, you know, again, I was thinking coming into this one, you know, on paper, this should work. Mm. And yeah, it does. I think it works better than the previous record. Yeah, to a point. To a point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think it's 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 fine. It's I mean, I mean, it's just like We Three Kings it's and very traditional. Do isn't you it? hear what I hear? Yeah. So it is. It is very traditional. Yeah. So in that sense, it's it's quite mm. pleasant, and at least it's kind of very stripped out. And hey, let's just you know even got go to the ma- on the mountain on it, which yeah. I quite like. Actually. I never thought this was a Christmas song before. Yeah, neither did I. But, <laughs> but it is. Know, yeah, it works. Um, and yeah, and Oh Holy Night and stuff and sort of that. Yeah. And, and it's perfectly fine, but again, there's just, I don't know, there seems to be a bit of oomph missing. Yeah. To yeah. want to get you actually off 
your backside. Off the couch. Yeah. I, I, I must confess, first time I listened to this, I fell asleep. There you go. That's <laughs> my, sure, surely just proving my point there and then, really, isn't it? It's just like, I yeah, you are kind of thinking, I <laughs> Is it, it's yes, and it's made me go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, when we get on to Casey, I know we're fans of we're Casey fans anyway, Casey. anyway uh, but uh, it was the third album I listened to of, this, it, of, uh, of the three, so yeah. it was, for me, definitely praise be. Yeah. It literally was. And I was quite worried about that, yeah. how, what this album was going to sound was, like. I was, mm. But I think no, this, this works really, really well. It feels cosy, it feels fun, Yeah, it's kind of both noddingly retro mm. and also very much 2016, and... I should expect it's also got uh, humour in it as well. I mean, a Willie Nice Christmas featuring Willie Nelson is just it's just genius, frankly. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely yeah. genius. Yeah. Uh, and and funny because you ha- also have the you know, ideal line of maybe you all get as high higher than the angel on top of the tree. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a classic compulsory Casey. drug reference. Yes, the Casey humour. And yeah, it's it, yes. I've, this is the uh, of the three. This is the only one I've, I've put back on again. Actually, I've put back on again a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a returner. I can hear myself listening to this every year. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. uh, the, the 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 redos, if you like, the covers of you know, mm. of even let it snow and have yourself merry on Christmas. And things like Felice Navidad. Uh, I want a hippopotamus Christmas. Which is perfect for her. Which you don't hear very often. No, you don't. Again, that's another one that's not yeah. uh, dragged out very often yeah. or not works really well the new songs like I said the Willy one uh, the ribbons and bows yeah. towards the e- end uh, I, I even liked her version of what are you doing New Year's Eve which I've always found quite a tedious song yes in the past I agree <laughs> good <laughs> this is going to be so easy this isn't it yeah I yeah. agree <laughs> I agree with Nick yeah oh, what we do, are we, do, are we doing, we so doing that's, that's, a, that's a real retro joke that's a real retro joke oh, how is 2010 <laughs> <laughs> oh the good old days yeah <laughs> Actually, we were just starting a podcast. Don't we? we should say we we were, <coughs> seven, we were seven this year. We were seven this year. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I know. One for every listener. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> so basically, I think what we're saying is, frankly, the Casey Musgraves one is the only one of these albums that's really worth listening to. Definitely. And, Definitely. And perhaps buying somebody you love. Yeah, and and she's obviously sidestepped the massive, difficult third album. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <Issue>. Yes. Must <laughs> do, do Christmas record. Yeah. Brilliant. So now we've got Christmas out of the way. Let's start talking Bowie again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know it's hard to believe people, but uh, we've decided that c- come the end of the year, it's time to look back on the year and the passing of Mr. Bowie at the start of the year, and to suggest two other albums you might like to listen to this Christmas Christmas time from the uh, Bowie back catalogue. Yeah. Uh, we picked one each. And I think it's probably fair to say you pre-picked the slightly easier sound yeah, than I have. I did, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, we, we did that like, the experiment last year with the uh, the uh, it's not classic, but it's but it's a game changer record. Do you yes. know that? Hey, <laughs> Do you know that? that was a good idea, wasn't it? Um, so, so we did that last year, and I, I actually picked one outside. Um, and and I think I'd have done the same here. Had had circumstances. What, been pick one outside again? Yeah, that, that, that'd have been a bit boring podcast. Yeah, it would exactly. So I feel that I'd done that. So for me, for me, that 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 was that was the that was the game changer for me with Bowie. 
in in the mid nineties when when I sort of really woke up to to David Bowie, and uh, um, so I guess the next one on the list for me is Hunky Dory, because once I got past the, the one outside phase and got my hair cut, and once I got into sort of more uh, retro Bowie. And and I and I saw and I saw. I mean, there's, I've made no bones here. Um, I didn't pick Ziggy for a very obvious reason. Yeah, and um, because that's what everyone always picks. Uh, number one, uh, number two, um, it, it didn't have the impact that, that this album did on me. Um, for me, this is this is the quintessential David Barry album. It's 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 everything that his career is going to be is in this record. Very much so. Yeah, it, it's the full box set, if you will. Um, you've got you've got hints of what's to come with Ziggy, particularly towards the end. And so you get a sense of the band coming together. Well, no, absolutely. Very, I mean, you've got pretty much a song that would have quite happily. I mean, yeah. Main Queen Bitch would yeah would have quite happily sat exactly. on Ziggy. Exactly. Album. But you have to remember again that that, that, that you know Ziggy the Ziggy album was mm. all, was all, was already in the bag when when this record yeah. came out. Now I see, absolutely. So you you know you know what's coming, um, but also that experimental <coughs> jazz infused pop infused indie infused uh, is all in there um, you have two of his classic at least at least two of his classic songs on the first side of the album as well um, it's a god awful small affair and you know it, it for me it, this, this is just this is just Barry, this was everything that Barry was and remains yeah, it is. It's amazing to think there was a, 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 a it was released, you know, forty-five years ago on, on a couple of days ago. So, seventeenth yeah. of December, seventy-one, it came out. So, perfect Christmas record. Indeed, it is a Christmas record. It's a Christmas record, it's a, it's a, exactly. Example. I, I, I agree. With what you're saying. I mean, this is it's an interesting record, like I said, because it came out just before Ziggy, and there's only six months be- between between yeah. them. It's one of these records that, of Bowie's that initially, whilst critically. Uh, acclaimed didn't actually sell that well no. start off start off with and then got kind of subsumed and kind of lost uh, when Ziggy came out and it was only a couple of years afterwards when it started to reconnect I suppose with a uh, wider wider fan base and start sell, selling selling more and getting more of your punters interested in it no, I um, but I agree it's, it is one of those records that it's just it just sounds lo- lo- lovely. It's very stripped. It's a very stripped down record, but it's still, like as you say, it contains all the kind of hints of things that you're mm. you're going to hear. I mean, I've included a quote on our, our, our note, notes here as one of my ping <laughs> moments. Uh, there'll be two ping moments in this section, uh, <laughs> but it's, a, it's one from Todd Rundgren who, who, who really? admitted he wasn't wasn't a kind of huge Bowie fan but uh-huh. said that the record he most enjoyed by Bowie was Hunky Dory because it exhibited all the pieces that were later used to build those yeah. personalities and he said yeah. he didn't really get like David Bowie playing personalities he preferred him just doing David Bowie mm. and said, but it showed you a little bit more of an overview of the ideas that were in his head all the various influences and things like that so it's a much more venerable and revelatory album than a lot of the ones where yeah. he was playing a character and I think that, that does sum up pretty much what you were just saying a mid, 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 mid ago that it is you can see all the bits the pieces that mm. would later be various strands of his career, if you like. As you say, the side one of this 
record in, in old money terms. Mm. Uh, you know, changes, OU pretty things, uh, eight line poem, life on Mars, Kooks. Oh, just, brilliant. just brilliant, brilliant. Okay. And, going, and Kooks yeah. is quite funny because obviously we reviewed the Robbie Williams album on the la- last podcast, mm. and he has a slightly more sweary version of uh, "Ode to Newborn Child" than mm. than Kooks, but it's in a similar kind of vein of hey you've been born just to warn you mum and dad are a bit kind of out there yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to get some stick yeah kind of thing it's, um, it's a lovely song it, it, it's a lovely it's song absolutely but absolutely also this album also includes two, two songs that have uh, always been favourites of mine I mean I, I love Andy, Andy Warhol is a track I really like a lot again great riff as yeah. one of the Queen Bitch just one of the best riffs ever Bradley and I say it's the kind of thing that became kind of stalwart kind of part of the sound that was Ziggy Stardust and obviously Mick Ronson and stuff were all, were yeah. all very equal in situ on this record but also uh, there's Quicksand on this record which is another sort of song that I've always had a lot of time for it's just a really kind of beautiful kind of kind of out there kind of ex- existential epic kind of thing and, and there was lines in like uh, knowledge comes with death's release which I always thought was kind of appropriate kind of a quote for this kind of thing and it also throws in kind of Garbo and mm. Himmler and Churchill references into the track as well which is uh, quite weird but there you go <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a classic record it genuinely is worthy of the title Definitely. classic in all, in all possible senses of the word I think yeah. um, the other album we're doing I still I think it's classic Mm. Uh, still, it has to be said, a lot of the critics haven't really come around to agreeing with me on this one. Every <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, of course, is uh, Tin Machine. Tin Machine, first album from Tin Machine. Uh, a mere 27 years old. Gosh. Or 27 and a half years old, I think. Um, and as I think we touched on when we were doing our Bowie special earlier on in the year, this kind of came out of a period that Burry's going through when he was just feeling uh, restless and frustrated and in his own, own words kind of in the doldrums and it was part of that thing of thinking that partly he was becoming greatest hits tour type artist which amusingly he then did a greatest hits tour in between the first and second Tim Machine albums um, and whilst he was playing for lots of big crowds and making lots of money clearly it wasn't really it didn't seem to be finding it terribly fulfilling um, was tempted to just jack it all in and become a recluse and paint well, which uh, you sort of did yes <laughs> just a bit later than later that, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he kind of basically had a chance meeting and hook up with uh, Reeves Gabriel um, doing the uh, um, music for the avant-garde dance troupe La La Human Steps and basically Reeves just told him he thought he was being a bit safe mm. and wasn't bored of what he was doing which I thought was quite uh, you know brave brave thing brave, brave thing to say <laughs> but a good thing to say if, you, if you've got a, you, you're only a fellow musician I think for probably to yeah. say that kind of stuff, stuff to you. Uh, and from that they just had this idea of forming a band yeah. and not only forming a band but forming a band and it being a band I mean, again as Bowie had said he'd, he'd had bands before yeah. but he'd, you know, that he'd been the leader of the band he'd never been 
in a band, just a band, and that's yeah. kind of what he wanted wanted to do. Uh, much to the uh, annoyance of record company EMI, who tried even up to release date to try and get it as David Bowie and Tin Machine and yeah. various other things. Um, and so he ended up with Form Point Band with Reeve Gabriels and the Seance Brothers, Hunt and Tony, who had made their name, of course, playing with Iggy, which is where Bowie knew them from. Although, of course, they got their start, second ping of the podcast, playing with Todd Rundgren hey. on, on Todd's Runt album and Runt the Ballad of Todd Rundgren album. Yeah. Um, so way before. Um, Thanks, Todd. Indeed. <laughs> well, we're, we're enough now. Um, the album itself. <laughs> I liked this album immediately when it came came out. I was a both fan at the time, and when it came out, I latched on latched onto it because there was a there was a certain rawness to the album at, at the t- at the time. Um, it was mostly recorded live, although with some overdubs. And it may be hard to believe for some listeners now, but at the time it did sound quite fresh because of that. And I remember we we are at a time here now, still a couple of years away from when Nevermind came out which I think came out just after the second Tim Machine album, funnily enough. And it also had the element of kind of going back to where, where Boy was with Scary Monsters. Mm. And kind of, kind of, there was a definite kind of rock, avant-garde rock thing going on. Uh, loud guitar thing with Scary Monsters. Scary Monsters track, perfect example, example, mm. example of that. That had kind of dissipated and gone with the three albums that come in between obviously Let's Dance Tonight and Never Let Me Down um, I think even Bowie himself had said at one point that he felt that this was kind of his way of getting back on course yeah, and kind of getting back to what he wanted to do so the album, so it was just a hey let's do an album everyone's equal come in we write the songs we record the songs we go out and play the songs and when we tour all we're doing is playing Tin Machine songs and covers we're not playing any back catalogue Bowie stuff mm. this is just a thing within itself and I always quite admired that that just in and of itself the fact that he was just going you know what fuck it this, yeah. is, this is what I'm going to do this, this is what I'm do and like I said it's a record that just despite the fact it's got slated, and it did get slated at the time, even at the t- even at the time. Critically, uh, got quite a mauling. Although there were a few positive reviews of it, that wasn't universally hated. But the general feeling was that it was kind of career suicide, and there were lots of people saying, "Oh, everybody's made a heavy metal album so that." I can say as someone that you know was a big heavy metal fan at the time when this album came out, this is not a heavy metal album. <laughs> no, you know, Far from it. Far from it. Far from it. In fact, I would say half this album is a very traditional David Bowie album. Yeah. Um, particularly if you if you take tracks like Prisoner of Love, Amazing, um, Baby Can Dance, mm. even even Crack City in its mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, oh, yeah. let's do a rehash of Wild mm. Thing. Mm. <laughs> riff. Um, so those are all, for me, if you, if, you, if you take those tracks out and just play them to somebody... Yeah. And they are not aware of where it comes from. I don't think they would guess it's Tin Machine. They would just think, "Oh, it's probably a David Bowie album." I haven't mm. really heard, or it's a great hits thing that I haven't that I haven't heard. This is not to say there isn't some rock on the album. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Under the God, um, I think, uh, what else? Uh, bus Bus Stop, Tin Machine, title track. 
mm-hmm. are all quite hard rocking tracks. Uh, but I think the album is a good balance of of kind of rock and traditional Bowie. And what makes it gives the album a unique sound is the, the four people coming together. So you've got Bowie's distinct vocal, you've got Rich Gamer's very distinctive, uh, flashy guitar style, and a really good solid kind of drum and bass in the old school meaning of the word <laughs> uh, backing of the Sales Brothers. And it la- I made me laugh the other day when I was listening to. Um, which song is it? Under the God, fully enough. And again, you've got the line in it, Washington heads in the toilet bowl, don't see supremacist hate, opening dicks in their boiler suits, picking up, picking out who to annihilate, and you're thinking, not much changed really, has it, David? Nothing has changed. Uh, and also, just, well, I'll ask about this before I hand over to you, saying, if you can genuinely put this album on, and Heaven in Here start, Heaven in Here, Heaven's in Here starts, and you don't think immediately, what a fucking great track this is mm. then there's something wrong with you as far as I'm concerned yeah <laughs> obviously I agree with everything you just said <laughs> <laughs> and so is the podcast <laughs> um I for me I mean again I, it must it must just be the snobbery associated with with this album because you're absolutely right you know there is half a David Bowie album in here well there's a whole David Bowie album here but but I know exactly what you mean you can drop those tracks into any other greatest hits or box set collab, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's just Bowie. It's it, you know, and 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 that just smack. I think that just still smacks the snobbery around this album that that that's just not recognised. Yeah. You know, because when you listen to it, if you weren't to know, you weren't you were you're not to know. Um, it does even now uh, sound. Uh, obviously, it's 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 of its time, but yet remarkably fresh, <coughs> all at once. Mm. Um, and again you've touched on the production around it and I think it's exactly because of that and again we've talked about him jump starting careers and game changing and and we did you know um, which of course he would do again and again after this album it's another classic example of where he just fuck it I I just I just rewrite the rules again and 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 this is this is what I'm this is what I'm what this is where I am now. Yeah, it wasn't kids suicide? It was no, far from it. Re- reviving, yeah, Cre- yeah, career revival or self career revival. You know, keeping it fresh, recognizing that that, that things were going stale. Um, and it comes at the end of a decade, which saw him transform from a you know a, a, a star to a megastar. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that and that, that, that was. In a way, I think that's the that's kind of the thing, isn't it? He, he kind of got what he wanted because uh, well, obviously he got together with, Ni- with Niles Rogers mm. let's let's dance. So mm. typically, ch- achieve what he actually ach- achieved. Yeah. But then, as a result, he then got t- tonight album, which mm. always felt a bit cobbled to get cobbled together. Yeah. Uh, we should not say there aren't good tracks on it. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, never let never let me down, which equally felt cobbled together. Mm. Although, actually, was if you listen to it now, there's a there's a a few tracks on that which are starting to go down the rockier yeah. rockier route so at least on that side of things you can see that his, his brain was wanting to kind of go in that direction at least yeah and this seemed to be the natural way of doing it just to just yeah. to go go for it whole hog and it's and it's and it's inventive as again I mean I know st- stars artists had done this before 
Tim Machine. Uh, but how many artists these days have sort of gone off and done the side project? Or, you know, the project within a project? Yeah. And uh, and again, you know, Bowie did it first. It. So there. So there. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Two albums for your Christmas stocking. Mm. Tin Machine, Tin Machine. <laughs> David Bowie Hunky Dory which is a Christmas album yeah which is a Christmas <laughs> album which is now a Christmas album so there you go and you heard it here first you heard it here first excellent stuff so that's uh, the end that's another year wrapped up uh, so when we're back in New Year oh, oh of course we should say of course we'll be back before then with our special end of year best albums in various different categories that we made up on the spot <laughs> podcast yep uh, another one yeah but <laughs> proper podcast reviewing new albums and stuff that'll be in January ish <laughs> rock on 2017 excellent Merry Christmas